week's Outstanding Life podcast, and I want to make sure that I let everybody know that you can follow us on um, Spotify, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, SoundCloud, and Player FM. So if you're not listening on one of those, you can listen to us on everything that you listen to podcasts on, and don't forget, now you can make donations to the Outstanding Life podcast on PayPal as well as support on Patreon. I am in Wyandotte, Michigan today. We are live at the Silver Ballroom right next to Joe's Hamburger, and I am right now sitting at the table with, no, not Joe, but the owner, Jeremy Sladovnik, and Bill Melbach. I can't believe it. Finally, months and months goes by, and I'm finally here with you. We're finally doing the podcast And just like I said, what number were you in hockey? 22. 22! It's Ladovnik going down, skating down the ice. There he goes. Oh, the the, the gloves drop, and there he is. There's fists flying everywhere. You're a hockey player. I I was. I like to say I'm a a hockey player now, and I'm I'm a cook. I'm a stock boy. I'm an owner, a a manager, uh, you name it. Throw it out there. I, I try. <laughs> you know? uh, real quick for the uh, for the podcast audience here, before he gets too humble on us, uh, we're sitting in the likes of uh, one of Detroit's famous grinders. Detroit loves grinders, like Probert and Coser. <laughs> right, McCarty, not those kind of grinders. Stu Grimson. <laughs> you know, okay, so we're, we're sitting with an we're, actual... We're in a pizzeria. <laughs> we're sitting with an actual <laughs> enforcer. If you've seen the movie Slapshot... Uh, goon. I mean, this guy's actually lived that life. So I just wanted to set that uh, stage real quick. So before he gets too humble on us. <laughs> oh, my. Bill, man, that, that is awesome. And those of you that I know, Bill, you've been on what, five, six, seven podcasts already? Oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I know. This I've is got actually a face fun. for podcasts. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always have a good time. And we are sitting here with Jeremy. And Jeremy, you know, yes, you are a, a hockey player. You are from the Downriver area. I got to ask, you know, we're like before we get into the whole owning businesses and your family and playing hockey, what were you like as a kid? When you were growing up here, now, did you, were you born and raised here in Wyandotte? Uh, yes, I was born and raised in Wyandotte, a Catholic schoolboy. Really? Where'd you go to school? Uh, St. Stan's. Uh, I went to St. Pius. Okay, so you're familiar. Yes. Yes. Where did so you I, go to high school? For high school, I Roosevelt. Okay, so yep, so you I was a wind you, up you, there. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So what um, were you like as a kid? Geez, you know, I was I was busy. I, I you couldn't I couldn't sit still. I was busy. I always wanted to be doing, um, riding my bike. Playing on the railroad tracks, catching <laughs> salamanders, frogs, tadpoles. So you were a typical boy. Yes, uh, climbing trees. You know, occasionally lighting stuff on fire. You know, uh, doing homework. Does did that come to play at any time? Yeah, God, I don't. Think <laughs> He's like so. next question, Johnny yes. D. <laughs> so this, so so when did hockey come into your life? Okay, so hockey came into my life when I was in sixth grade. Really? Uh, yep. So you got a late start compared I, to a lot of these kids. Yep, I was a very late start. Um, you know, 
I had a great childhood, a great upbringing, great family on both sides. My both my parents are divorced when I was five years old, um, so it was it was it was different, you know. Yeah. I mean, God, how do I say this without like you know by any means? I don't want anybody to go, oh, you know, I feel so sorry for this guy. Right. But no, I mean, my parents divorced when I was five years old. You know, uh, lived with my grandparents for a while. Uh, the whole stereotypical uh, divorce family thing where my dad was an over-the-road truck driver. I'd see him on Saturdays from 12 to 5, and that was it. And then over the years, as I started getting older, it was, hey, you know, I think I kind of want to see my dad a little bit more. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I want to maybe stay Saturday night, maybe catch up with him on Friday morning or, you know, so... You know, my life kind of progressed really with my relationship with my dad. And your dad was here like this yeah. afternoon. Oh, yeah. I mean, me and Bill walked in for yeah, the yeah. podcast waiting on you, and yeah. your dad was like, hey, what's up, guys? Yep. I, I try and take every moment to enjoy my dad and my grandfather yeah. um, because I see them the most. I see my mom a lot, but um, my grandfather comes every day. My dad pretty much comes every day, and... At 70 years old for my for my dad and 92 for my grandfather, um, I you know I believe those minutes are special and uh, they need to be had. Yeah, no, you know? that's awesome. I know I know I was here on Saturday and uh, your grandfather was walking out and he stops by the table, doesn't even know who I am, and he's like, "Is everything good here? Is everything good? Yep, perfect, awesome, thanks." Yeah, and he walked out and just, you know went, went on his day. So, anyways, yep. uh, you're in sixth grade. You're yep. playing hockey. You like, so so. Did you fall in love with hockey right away? Well, you know how it how it really started was my dad was an over the road truck driver. My mom was a banker. We didn't come from a lot of money, and as everybody knows, hockey is an expensive sport. Yeah, skates were always two three hundred bucks. Sticks were back in the day twenty or thirty. You know, um, Jeremy, I just heard a statistic cheap. today. What's that? that? That it cost a an average family just playing regular hockey twenty seven hundred dollars a year to put their kid through hockey. I bet. Yeah, I bet. I mean, it's probably all of five hundred bucks for a hockey school. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, I don't really. I know. just heard that statistic today on the news. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. So, um, I managed to get my hands on a pair of rollerblades, which back in the day, again, you know. So you really got to remember, my, my family didn't have a lot of money. Right. So there was, well, we can't afford rollerblades, but we can get you these type of rollerblades, which were heavier, bigger, bulkier. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I was always slower. But what I didn't realize was that I was building muscle at a faster pace than mm -hmm. the fastest skater was. Yeah. Because, you know... They were heavier. Right. My, my skates were probably five pounds each, where his were two pounds. Right. So, and they were big, and they were clanky and clunky, and it's just, it was a very, you know, it was a, it was a heavy deal. So, my uh, friends lived all around me. A couple of them played hockey since they were kids. They were they were great. They they were the Turners. They were the Turner family, and uh, there was Jen and Josh, and I don't really. Uh, bring this up much at all but we would we lived right behind the um the uh the fop park in wyandotte okay uh and we had tennis courts so we would snap those tennis nets down uh. and get them out of the way bring in our nets and you know start playing 
ball hockey yeah. all day on Saturdays. Yeah. I mean, all day. Do you remember those those hockey balls? They they were bright orange. You're yeah. talking about those ones, and yeah. they hurt being a goalie. They, hurt. Oh, they yeah. hurt. oh yes, <laughs> you know. And, and there were no. I mean, we played hard. We played tough. There were no. You know. I mean, we barely had goaltenders, but we played hard. We yeah. shot hard. We skated hard. Um, and and that's when you know I was with Josh and Jen, and they were playing exceptional levels of ice hockey because they had it going on. When you said Jen, is that a girl? Yep. Yep. Really? She, she was a female, lived two houses away from me. And um, she was awesome hockey player. Yeah, I think she was maybe, if not my same age, a year older. Wow. Um, so there was a lot of, you know, they had friends. I didn't really have many friends mm-hmm. that played ice hockey. So, you know, when we went to the park to play at the tennis course, it was all day. I couldn't get enough, right? right yeah. I yeah. waited the entire week to come to my dad's <laughs> to skate. Yeah. And then the following year, I got on a pair of ice skates. And Do you um, remember who you got those first pair of skates from? Yeah, yeah. My, my uncle, I believe my uncle Kenny got me a pair of skates because he used to get me a piece of equipment every day, every year. It was wow. either a pair of hockey gloves or a pair of skates. Um, you know, my dad was really instrumental, but, um, you know, in getting me everything I needed. Yeah. And then along with even like coaches, if I didn't have something, you know, here's a neck guard or here's shin pads. You know, my, my first shin pads were from the seventies, <laughs> you know, but they were amazing. And I wore them into junior hockey. Yeah, and you appreciated you them know? too. Didn't yes. You? Because I mean, came. they were perfect. They weren't bulky. They were, they were just perfect yeah. for me. But um, we would go every year. We always had one time of the year that we would go to Windsor, to Devonshire Mall, to National Sporting Goods Store. And if you've ever been to National Sporting Goods Store, it's like being in Kmart (laughs) for hockey players. Right. You know, there was a wall the size of, you know, it it was ginormous. And it had hockey pants. (laughs) All over it. And then there was another wall with nothing but, like, gloves. Yeah. Um, nice. there was and a back then, our, our money used to be worth more over there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah. So it was, like, weird. You know, you take $100 and go there, and you have, like, 500 So when, when, you, when you went from rollerblades mm-hmm. to ice skates, were you just as good? Um, it was, it was um, a... It was different, you know. It was transitional for me because roller skating and roller blading is much different than ice skating. Yeah, yeah. And the stride is a little different. So if you're able to, you know, if you're able to figure out the stride and, and transition it, you know, it probably takes you about, you know, 10 or 15 minutes to say, oh, wow, you know, I'm not on wheels. <laughs> right, right. You know, because on, on roller blades, we didn't have any brakes. You right. know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, my first year of hockey, I had no brakes, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is super cool, man. My first hockey coach comes into Joe's all the time, and I had a really cool conversation with him a couple of days ago yeah. on Saturday about about me growing up, because a lot of the people that I run into, you know, I don't remember. Yeah, but I run into my coach comes in a lot, and my second grade teacher, I tend to run into her everywhere. Right, oh, that's right? pretty you know? cool. It was one of them. I didn't think. I thought you'd ended up in jail or something. I'm like, <laughs> kidding me. So, yeah. so sixth grade, seventh grade, you go through yeah. high school. Did you play for the Bears? And uh, did they I, have a hockey team? I played a little bit for Roosevelt. My goal was I wanted to play in the NHL like every other kid, you know. And how'd and, that go for you? And well, you know, I mean, 
You went through high school? Did I, you end up playing? I, I didn't play high school. I played high school for a very short time because my best friend told me if I want to play professional ice hockey at the highest level, I have to go play travel. Okay. Travel hockey is expensive. Yep. You know, you, oh, I think... Uh, I played. Yep. Yep. So, you know, my parents didn't have a ton of money. Yeah. And it was just, okay, what do I got to do, Keith? You know, that's yeah. my best friend. Um, and I'm like, yeah, well, you know, let me talk to my dad. My dad will take care of this and take care of that. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm playing travel in Lincoln Park. Okay. And I'm playing with a bunch of guys that I, I still talk to to this day, but... I mean, they were, it was, it was wild. Yeah. I guess I got to just say that it was wild. <laughs> you know, I, at 14 and 15 years old, I'm, I'm thrown into a team with a bunch of e-course, River Rouge, and Lincoln Park kids. <laughs> and here I am, this, this kid from Wyandotte. Right, right. I try and, you know, I try and make all the right decisions. And, and here I am with these guys. And, <laughs> and the coach, uh, my coach, Dwayne Smith at the time was a, E-course paddock pools guy grew up his I think his dad was Bob Heller, okay. which if you know the Heller family, they're very instrumental in you know hockey and Dwayne was tough as nails. He didn't he didn't give a squat. You know yeah we were either going to beach on the boards or beach in the ice. Just real quick, uh, Johnny, I wanted to insert here for the audience uh, one of the things that inspires me about Jeremy's story here is that we're going along is your drive, your determination, and your love for what you're doing. So Jeremy may not have had the resources. His family didn't have the money. I think one of the main lessons our audience can take away from your story is if you really love something and you're chasing this dream, whether you even know it or not, I mean, you just loved what you're doing, that passion alone. I mean, it, it's just amazing to me how that passion alone drives you. Yeah, and, um, you know, to... You know, compound on what you were saying was that the one thing I just learned recently is what you just said about resources. So you can have resources or you can be resourcefulness. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. So, and those are two different things. Mm -hmm. exactly. And if you're able to apply them, that's what really makes the difference. Yeah. And I didn't have a lot of resources, but I was resourcefulness. Yep. So um, going back to sixth grade when I was, um, you know, playing and training and whatnot, I went to Taft Elementary um, for sixth grade. And in the parking lot, we had our playground and there was a basketball net that had one pole that came out of the ground with a hoop on it. Right. So my and this was my deal because I grew up in the streets of Wyandotte. Right, sounds sounds rough, but <laughs> right. it's not. Yeah, yeah. Most people are going why the main streets are right. Right. But but I grew up in the streets of why not? Where you know you, there wasn't much to do, but I learned how to take a slap shot on the street at a fire hydrant. My uncle Kenny taught me how to take a slap shot, and he just said, "You gotta hit the fire hydrant." You know, we'd be five feet away, mm -hmm. and so I kind of took that with me my whole life. Yeah. So when I'm going back to this uh, school playground lot, there was that post, you know, it was probably like four or five inch diameter. And I'd be, and my deal was I had to hit it 10 times in a row. Yep. So I would be, you know, top of the hash marks. That's cool. I'd hit it 10 times in a row. Then I'd move back to like a blue line, make it like 30, 40 feet, 10 times in a row. And then I'd move it back 50 feet. Then I'm all the way at the back of the lot. And my only goal was to hit it 10 times in a row before yeah. I could go home. 
I would not leave until I hit it ten times in a row. Kind of like a quarterback or a pitcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it when it comes to them pitching and throwing the ball through the uh, tire. Yep, exactly. Yeah, same kind of deal. This is great. I can imagine so, how many thousands, I mean, millions of kids everywhere are doing the same yeah, type of thing. Yeah, and, and there are parents this is right where now it starts. going, oh, my God, my kid's the same way. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But, but, but when you have goals and you're driven, this is what happens. Exactly. Yep. exactly. And, I mean, I would just sit there and I would just look at it and I would shoot it and I would shoot it harder. And, I, you know, when back, back then I was using my little uh, street puck. Yeah. So when it would hit the post, it would be like, ting. Right. Yeah, yeah. Ting, you know, and yeah. it would, you know, if I hit it good, it would like hit the left or right side of the post yeah. and then shoot off like a hundred feet. Right, right, right. Like, you know, it's another good lesson for uh, for our audience too. It's not just talent. I mean, this is actually just doing it. I mean, you're talking right. about just drive. You're gonna right. hit that thing thousands and thousands so of times. My uncle Kenny always taught me: practice what you can't do, not what you can. Absolutely. Oh, nice. So. He's like, You're, if you could take a slap shot, how's your backhand? And I'm being like, ah, I can't get off the ice. He goes, well, <laughs> guess what we're doing today? Backhands right. for yeah. the next six months. And, um, and that's always been my thing. It's like practice what you can't do, not what you can, and be a leader, not a Peter. Yep. Two things, you know? Yeah. Um, no, that's great. So I think you just found the title for the podcast right <laughs> yeah, there. Right. Be a leader, not a Peter. <laughs> you know? I love that. So... Um, you know, here I am, I'm, I'm in sixth grade, you know, and I'm, I'm just straight training. I, I start to make some hockey teams and, and I was big. I wasn't little, you know, I was, I was a lot bigger than most of the kids my age. And I just, I started catching some breaks, you know, on the ice. I couldn't stop, but you know, I figured that's what the goalie was for. We could hit everybody. Right. You know, that was, uh, I guess you can't, you know, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, so now I'm playing. I'm playing, you know, city hockey with my friends. And, but travel? Um, well, not in the beginning. Oh, gotcha. You know, okay. I didn't really turn travel until I was in like tenth grade. Okay. Because my freshman year, I ended up playing Roosevelt for a little bit, and then I left Roosevelt and went and played travel. Okay. So it was like tenth. Yeah, it was like ninth and tenth. Because by um, 11th and 12th, I had already been playing Canadian juniors. Really? So, so take us to that point when you got um, scouted to play for Canada. Well, I, w- a- I wish I would have gotten scouted. Oh, so you, you didn't know? get scouted. So no, what happened? No, I w- it was hard work, man. Um, so where Did we you at? try out? I, I mean, because you were for, a junior and for a senior. For my junior team, I did not. My tryout was I was on the opposite team. Now, those of you that are hearing that dong, dong, that is one of the pinball machines here at the Silver Ballroom that Jeremy, it, this is one of the coolest places in Wyandotte. It is. It's awesome. Um, he has a bunch of uh, really cool pinball machines, and he has a bar, and he has a pizzeria and stuff like that. So if you do hear kind of weird sounds throughout this podcast, it's because of one of the 10 uh, pinball machines that are here. So, anyways, go ahead. Um, where did I leave off at? You were you were talking about oh, about being, junior hockey. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we're, you know, we're playing bantams and midgets. Yep. And yep. after you age out, the next step is junior hockey. So, all my friends, you know, we're all, they're all going to play in these local Detroit teams, and they're you know. Not just me, but there's probably like ten Bantam and Midget teams, and there's a lot of there's a lot of like players. And knowing where I came from, and knowing what I was, 
physically and talented to do, it was it was hard, you know, because I just couldn't walk on the ice and, and break into a lineup. You know, I mean, <laughs> right. I had to find ways to to be noticed. And that was the one thing that I always learned. I had to learn was leaving your mark. You know, like when I leave, what am I what are people going to remember me from or for and and how am I going to be remembered and and yada, yada, yada. So. You know, I'm I'm trying out with a team called the Motor City Chiefs back in the day with Keith Utenin, um, Norman was his name, and I knew Norman the family because I had skated with a Norman, and you know, God bless his soul, the kid wore jeans under his hockey equipment. Wow. He would never like gear down, and I never I never got that deal because you know. But whatever. But um, <laughs> you know, if you, you if and there's a lot of hockey players yeah. out there right now going. We have somebody like that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like if you wouldn't understand it, and it's hard to understand that guy. But um, so I'm trying out for these guys with my friends, and I'm not really getting anything. I'm not seeing any coaches come to me, pat me on the back like they're patting everybody else on the back, like they're chumming up, and I'm just sitting there going, uh oh, like. Okay, I got to figure something out. Yeah. You know? Um, so we have an exhibition game in uh, Windsor or in Amherstburg against the Admirals. And, you know, we get out there. We all ride a bus, you know, a school bus. We get out there in this podunk town. They call it the Berg. <laughs> you know, we're playing these ruffians. And, and here I am. I'm just... I'm out there. I'm beating the living snot out of guys. I'm sticking them. I'm hitting them. I'm elbowing them. I'm punching them in the face. I'm shooting the puck. I'm passing the puck. I'm skating my bag off. You know, I'm doing everything I need to do right. to make the Motor City team. Yeah. Game ends. And um, now, and you got to remember this because I have to paint this picture for you. Okay. It's a small town of probably, let's say, like 3,000 people, Amherstburg. And it's a barn. Now, when I say a barn, I'm talking old school Canadian barn. Nice. You know, Queen Elizabeth is, you know, Queen Elizabeth is up on the, the wall. You know, it's O Canada. Then it's, you know, the national anthem, the American national anthem. Um, then it's like, okay. Now it's game time, right? Right, right, right. So after the game, I go up to coach and I say, hey, coach, um, do I got a spot on the team? Uh, Well, we'll talk about it later. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't really want to leave. So I skate 10 feet over to the other coach's bench, and his name was Paul Fulbert. He was a French guy. There was Paul Fulbert, and there was Greg Jackson, and there was another guy. And I skate over and I say, hey, uh, coach, you wouldn't by any chance have a spot on your team for a guy like me, would you? And the Chiefs guy is looking at me and he's going like, you know, just like, I can't believe you just did this. And they look at me and they go, we got practice tomorrow, 9 o'clock. I'm like, okay, be here. I'm like, great. I get back in the locker room, and it's by the time I walk into the locker room, it's silence. And everybody's like, oh, man, what did you just do? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean, what did I just do? I want to play hockey, man. Like, that's what I want to do. 
Uh, so for anybody else, uh, insert the Hollywood picture here, you know, slap shot. This is like the missing Hanson brothers. Like you might, <laughs> might as well put the black glasses on with Man. the tape. Put me in, coach. So, so literally you walked, you got so sick and tired of no, 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 that you went right up to the coach and said, what do I need to do to be on your team? Yeah. I just got yeah, chills. Yeah. Like you talk about like, and you're young. Yeah, I was 16. I was just 16, 17 years old. Yeah, you're yeah. 16 years old and said, listen, what do I need to do right, to, to be, be on your team? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that coach said, probably was like shocked, first of all. Yeah. And he's like, be here tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. That's Big. a success takeaway from this, too. Absolutely. You, you got to ask. Sometimes you got to ask. Yeah. I guess it's the old cliche, Bill, Jeremy, and, and it goes something like this. The squeaky wheel yes. always gets the grease. And you don't know unless you ask. You don't know. All they can do is say no, right? Yep. Anyways, and that doesn't hurt. Right. You know? <laughs> um, so he says, show up the next day. And, you know, from there on, it was like, okay, let's do this. Now I'm driving to Amherstburg um, five days a week. From Michigan. Yeah. Oh, wow. From here, from Wyandotte yeah. to Amherstburg. And, and there, it was... You know, my dad didn't make a lot of my Canadian uh, ice hockey career um, games, and my mom didn't. You know, they probably seen maybe like a half a dozen, mm-hmm. you know. But um, but your dad made sure you had a vehicle to get you there and back, well, correct? No, no, I hitched rides. I either, well, I did borrow my dad's truck or car. To probably get, when he was out of town, right? <laughs> you know, I would wake up at 5 in the morning, take my dad to work, who worked in Springwells and in Central and Michigan Avenue, drop my dad off at 5.30 in the morning to get in a truck to drive wherever he's got to drive. That's what I'm talking about yes. right there. You talk pay, about the dedication and the, the passion and, and you know, paying the price. Because I, I just needed a car. Right. So my dad's like, I get up at 4.30, I'm out the door by 5. I'm there by, you know, 5.20. I'm in my truck by 5.30 and on the road by 6.00. Wow. wow. So it's, you know, when you, I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever I got to do, yeah. you know? So I, I would drop them off and pick them up at 4.30 in the afternoon, and, and that was part of the deal, you know, if I wanted to use the truck. Um, so there was a lot of that going on, but, you know, I, I managed to just get to Amherstburg, you know, and I was the only American. Well, actually, there was another guy that played that was from Brownstown. His name was Dave. He was younger than me. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot wow. about Dave. Dave was young. <laughs> Dave was soft because he was so young. And if I remember his name, um, I'll, I'll pop it out there. But I see him every now and then. And and uh, Dave uh, Bazoin. Okay. That, that's what his name was. And he was good, good hockey player. You yeah. Know? 16 years old playing with 20-year-olds. I'm like. So what was that wow. like being so young, but then being the outsider? That had to be a little bit intimidating, correct? Um. You know, I really wasn't intimidated back really? then. Yeah, I didn't get intimidated because I was just playing the game. Right. And right. I knew that in six months, I'm not going to be here. Right. And that's how it was for the four years of juniors. Jeremy, what led you to the place of of um, being the muscle? I mean, Bill, you said it perfect the other day when, when we were hanging out here and we came here for lunch. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you said to Jeremy, you're like, dude, let me see your hands. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, what happened? And then you start telling Bill the story. At what point in this career path of playing hockey were did you realize that, hey, I'm bigger than everybody? And you know what? Fighting might be my thing. 
So I would that be the right way to put it? Bill? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What's what's my it, skill set? You know, it was. We pr- all have a skill set, yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so the one thing I learned in ice hockey, and I don't know if this is like a secret, but I'll just throw it out there. There are five things that I had to have in order to play in the NHL, and one was you had to be able to shoot, you had to be able to pass, you had to have. Um, Hockey smarts, you had to um, be tough, and you had to be able to skate. So normally, if you had three of those things, um, you would be okay. And some of the things that that cannot be taught is toughness and um, hockey smarts. You can't teach that. That you either have it or you don't. Right, right. You can always learn how to skate, shoot, and pass. Yep. So one of the things that I, I was really good at was, one, I was, you know, I just didn't. I knew that if I would have stayed where I was and doing what I'm doing, I probably would have ended up somewhere in the system. And I didn't What want, kind of system? Um, well... You know the system. <laughs> I, well, I, I didn't know if you were talking about the system or yeah. if you were talking about the hockey system. No, I yeah. probably, you know, I mean. So let me just re- retract a little bit because, you know, how do I say this? You know, without hurting my mom and dad's feelings. <laughs> but there was a point in my time when you know my parents weren't around, mm-hmm. where I had to just figure it out, and it was me, and my sister. And, you know, when mom and dad's not around, you tend to do shit. Yeah. You know, you get in fights, you you screw around, you get in trouble. Yeah. You know, I'll be honest with you. The cops came into my house more than one once. Right. You know, and they wondered where stuff was. Yeah. But, it, you know, and it just was like, I don't know. You know, I don't know how it got there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but this is another amazing right. part of the story. This is why, like, I, I like the fan. I mean, the people love the movies. Right. Yeah. You know, but it's like when you get to meet somebody who actually lived that. That's right. There's one thing to be a goon on the ice and to get to use those. I mean, you talk about the skill level, but it's also another thing to have a sledgehammer right hook. But, but <laughs> right. that doesn't do a whole lot if you're getting angry or something right. in real life. What do you and, do with that? Right. <laughs> and so like, so, like, you know, I knew that if I didn't, like, focus, and I had a hard time focusing, and I'm sure I had ADHD because I just can't sit still. Show me a guy that doesn't have it. Right. Which Take, uh, us, take us to any, any store, any car lot. <laughs> Show me one guy that doesn't have ADD. And it's just <laughs> like you were just in the other day with, with Anne Marie. Yeah. And you're, you know, I wanted to come sit down and talk to you, but I was busy. Right. Was oh, yeah. How Absolutely. many times do you come in that I'm just not sitting right never you right so um i just knew that and i don't know what it was but i kind of look at things like this like my mom's a banker my dad's a truck driver the 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 chances of me being a factory rat was really good Mm -hmm. and if i didn't want to be i have to do things extra than just the ordinary right. because I surely could have just went and worked at Ford's right. or Chrysler or yep. something along those lines. But, um, you know, I chose not to. I chose to train. And, you know, a lot of my training was, and I didn't work. And when I did work, it was with my buddies. You know, we'd work at the boat yard because he was the master docksman <laughs> over there. Right. And we'd wash and wax boats and sand and paint halls all year long. <laughs> and, and I would get in my rollerblades 
rollerblade to powerhouse gym, work out, rollerblade back, back, eat, run from the north end of town to Roosevelt, do 25 bleachers, 25 laps around the track, push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, get back, run home, train, get back on my skates, and shoot the puck, yada, yada, yada. Wow. That was just my deal. Yeah. You know, because I didn't have money to be on the ice, and I didn't have money to have the full-blown um, gym mem- membership. So there were a lot of, like, remember the free passes back in the yeah. day? Yeah. There were a lot of free passes in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, do you, you know what I love about this story, too? He didn't have an excuse. Oh, yeah, exactly. He looked in the mirror and said, you know what? Don't have an excuse. Go out there and rollerblade. Yeah. Run. Run the bleachers. Exactly. That's what Do I love whatever the story. it took to make it happen. Now, you were telling me and Bill uh, a story the other day when, when you went from this point and two buddies of yours that were playing hockey said, hey, yep. listen, man, um, we need a ride. Because you're the only one with a car. Right. <laughs> so talk a little bit I mean, about that because you're, all of a sudden you're... Your um, your career. Let, let me let yeah. me fast forward there just for a second too, and let people know. Jeremy ended up playing in four different leagues. Okay, he was you know Muscova Bears, Cranbrook Colts, yeah. uh, Flint Generals. Uh, so now before he hits this career, this is this is the moment that then sort of like pivots yes. you into this career, right? So I had my first year of junior hockey under my belt. And I'm trying to break into a junior A team because I didn't play junior A, but I'm trying to break into a junior A team and not lose my college eligibility. I, I thought I was a college hockey player. You know, I'm like, <laughs> this is great. I mean, it's a great I'm, part of the story. I'm actually too. getting letters from like Notre Dame University, who is just starting out their program. And here I am going, I'm not going to Notre Dame. <laughs> Like, right there. I'm a Spartan, baby. Needless to say, my Spartan uh, was not an accepting letter. But, you know, um, so, yeah. So uh, we got my first year of juniors under my belt. And I am now in Dearborn Heights at the ice rink with two of my buddies. And they're getting ready to go up to Sault Ste. Marie. And I'm like, I want to go. And they're like, well, you're not invited. I'm like, well, why can't I go? Well, you weren't invited. I go, well, how invited are you Invited by who? I don't know. Oh. You know, I just, I don't know. I don't know it's any the of mystery. this stuff. It's the mystery thing. You know, I'm just like, I'm just trying to get there, yeah. you know? So um, I'm like, well, how, when are you guys going? How are you getting there? Uh, well, we don't know. <laughs> I'm like, really? I have a car. And they're like, yeah? Well, then you can go. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool. This is another success tip. When in doubt, just insert yourself. Right. <laughs> you know? So uh, here I am now. It's me, a goaltender, and a forward with all our equipment in the car, which, by the way, it was a tracer. Remember the tracer? Yes. <laughs> Very wow. small. Nice. The yes. Mercury tracer. Yes, yes. And I, you have a goalie with you, which yes. has, because I was a goalie. I know how much equipment you I, have. I had, a, I had a Pinto, and the tracer was bigger than the yeah. Pinto. I, my first car was a Pinto. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, here we are. Now we're going up to Sault Ste. Marie. Never been there in my entire life. Yeah. Didn't know how far away it was. It was far. Um, so, 
uh, we get up there. I, I got a room. I think I crashed with these jokers for a minute, and it wasn't long. You know, I might have even slept in my car up there. But um, it was it was eye opening. It was the first place I've ever seen a bar fight in the middle of the street. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm watching these guys cold cock each other. I'm like, oh my god! And how old nice. were you? I was. Uh, I would have been like 17 or 18. Yeah, you know. Wow. And you know, I'm just like, uh, I'm like, I got to get back in the hotel. I don't want. I don't even want to hang out in the Sioux anymore. You so, know? what was it like the first time you got on the ice with these guys? Uh, well, I just worried about myself. Yeah. You know, because these guys obviously they didn't care about me. You know, and so I just worried about myself and. Come the end of the weekend, my name was on the list. There, there were only like five names on the list, and my name was on the list, and their two names were on the list. And I'm like going, all right, this is cool. I guess we all made it. And these two guys, I don't know who these guys are. So Were they that, mad? Do you uh, remember that? No, they weren't mad, but it was just, it was weird. You know what I mean by that, though? I mean, because some people get upset. Sure. They, they want to see you do well mm-hmm. until you... Do well, right? And then they're like, wait. "Oh, that wasn't." Oh, they're cool. like, "Wait, how did the chauffeur from the tracer end up on the list?" <laughs> right. So I'm. Um, so now I'm like, okay, this is great. Now what yeah. do we do? And it's like, well, now we're going to Muskoka, and I'm like, going to Muskoka. Oh, jeez. Okay, where's Muskoka? Muskoka was like six hours yeah, west of north. Toronto, and Toronto was already four hours. And I'm just, and I, now I don't know which way's northeast or west. Right, right, you know, right. because I think I don't even know how they do it in Canada. But I don't know which way's west. So the hockey guys just took him north. Right. Wow. Yeah. So now we get now now it's that was um, what did they call that back then? They called this like a. Um, a regional mini camp, a regional camp. So it was like a, a, a regional tryout. If if you made the regionals, then you got to go to the mini or and then the mains, the main camp. And you know, every when you're playing hockey in a small town, everybody shoots for the team. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was like 14 year olds playing junior A hockey, and I'm like, God damn, you're amazing. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And and like your name and your family's name is on everything. Yeah. And I'm like, who who is this kid? Because <laughs> he's skating on the first line, you know, and his yeah. name was David uh, David uh his name was Josh Faulkner. Okay. And his brother was David Faulkner, who played at Miami of Ohio, you know, hockey family, which was great because I looked up to mm-hmm. the Faulkners. And um, so here I am now, and now we got to get up there, right? And we drive up there. It's like eight, ten hours to get there. First weekend goes back great. Okay, cool. Dad, I got to go back another weekend. Okay, so you'll be without the vehicle again for another three to four <laughs> days. You know, we get up there again, you know, and it's... So your dad was very supportive. Yeah, yep. Um, so we do it again. And finally, now I'm in the third weekend, and I'm, I'm really out of money. My parents are out of money. You know, they can't afford a hotel bill, you know, right. and gas, you know, up. And it's like four tanks of gas. It's two nights in a hotel. It's food. Mm-hmm. So finally, I'm up there on my third time. Now I'm sleeping in my car, you know, yeah, yeah. and I stink. My equipment's in my car. And, I'm, you know, my parents don't even know any of this stuff. Right. I would never tell them. Um, but so now I'm like sleeping in my car. And now it's same story again. Hey, coach. 
what do I got to do to make this team? Because mm-hmm. I've already came up here two weekends in a row, and I don't know if I can keep doing this. Yeah. And the Huff Boys, or the Huff Brothers, as they're known in Canadian ice hockey, and if yes. you know the <laughs> Huff Brothers. Canadian hockey lore. <laughs> you know, it's, they, it was, it's my way or the highway right. with, like, this French accent of some sort. And there were tough noses. Oh, Scott. Um, and it was tough. These guys were tough backwoods hockey players. That's yeah. what they were, you know. And it was my way or the highway. Um, and I'll never forget one story with them, too. I Make sure, I, you know. Well, actually. <laughs> yeah, just tell it. it. Just it tell was, it. it was I, ha- like, I have a feeling right now, I guys, I, I like literally we are down to like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I knew this I have would a, happen. I, yeah, I have a feeling that this is going to go into – the you know uh, number two episode one episode two because sure. we haven't even touched on you being a, an entrepreneur or nothing oh, else yeah, so I yeah. want to keep going here we got to so, get to the hamburgers at right, some point yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. so you know you know I get pulled in because I'm on a last place team and it was old school barn old school hockey um it was a what they call a cottage country so <laughs> when the snow hits everything closes okay there's nothing. There's nothing to do except one place called Denim's, which happened to be a bar, and I had no money, so I definitely wasn't doing that. Yeah, and in I Canada, mean, you only had to be 19 to drink. Right, <laughs> so, right. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I didn't drink alcohol. Yeah. I didn't drink any alcohol growing up. My dad always taught me that if you want, you drink one day, you put yourself back two weeks. And there's wow, always really? one. There's always oh, wow. one guy training harder than you. So go ahead, drink all you want, you know. And I'm like, wow. oh, no, I'm just going to train. You know, that was great advice. That was, you know yeah. what? That kind of hit me like a ton of bricks right now. Say that again. Just to to, to the person that's listening right now. You said that, that if you drink tonight, you're going to be two weeks behind in your training. So that means you're going to have to train much harder than the than the yeah. other guy that isn't. And, and that what was great the advice. Thing. You know, I just. Yeah, definitely. I never drank. I never smoked. It was all about. Protein shakes, yeah, you know, which my protein shake was vanilla ice cream, peanut butter, and an egg. <laughs> you know, um, so your story about the guys, nice. yeah. So, um, where was I? At? You were talking about the uh, oh, you're like the Hulk boys, yeah, the Hulk yeah. boys. So, I I asked him, and he's Jeremy, you got to do, you got to show me more than what you're showing me now. So I go out there, and we're skating, and. I put my stick on a guy. I did something with him. He ended up going into the boards pretty hard. He got up, and we started fighting. And I just happened to, like, get the better half of the fight, I guess. Coach Huff's over the glass, spitting sideways, going, you can't be fighting in here. And I'm like, I don't know. The guy came at me. I just hit him. It was that easy, you know? So... I go, coach, did I make the team? He goes, yeah, you're on the team, you know? I'm like, cool, this is great, you know? So your first fight, the coach is like, oh, my God, we found our guy. Yeah, you know, must have, you know? So so there I was. Did you, you know? ever picture yourself as a fighter, though? You know, even like, you know, I, I never really did, you know? But, well, I, I think part of the culture is I don't think, like, as they're playing, I think he's there to protect like the, the the big scorer, I mean, is the scorer is not going to fight for himself. So then they send in Jeremy. You know, to, they to always put me guy. against the first line. Guy. Yeah. Wait a <laughs> yes, second. Exactly. Wait a second, Bill. Exactly. Unless I'm mistaking, 
What position did you play? I was a right winger. Okay, because I never asked. So yeah, okay, yeah, yeah no, a right I was winger. a winger. Yep. Okay, and um, and actually, there's a great. What was Probert? Was he a winger? He was a winger. Too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So um, and I got a great story about the <laughs> the position, you know, in the following year. Um, but um, yeah, so I ended up playing with this fifth place team all year long. I got. It was junior A hockey. Yep. So I ended, I managed to crack into a junior A uh, after two years of juniors, which was for me it was great because when you played Canadian hockey, you didn't pay for anything. Okay. And that was my other thing. Like I had to play Canadian hockey in order to get skates, sticks, equipment, ice time, you know, to do this because American hockey you had to pay. And it just was not happening. So um, here I am playing in Muskoka, great town. You know, I kind of lived with a few billets. Again, uh, when I talk about back in the day when my parents weren't really around that much and I could have gotten in trouble, I learned to live independently. I learned to be resourcefulness. Um, And um, that's just how it was. So... You know, some of the hockey families, they either billet a hockey player because they never could have children or because they have children and they want you to be a role model for that child or because they just love the sport or because they just whatever it may be. So a family took you in? Yep. Really? So, yep. So that year I had I had a couple of them because I wasn't your stereotypical kid you know i was very independent you know um and and i was very you know i don't want to say isolated but i didn't know anybody right right and you know I, i'll never forget my one billet they're like hey we're gonna have manicotti i go i don't like fish <laughs> <laughs> you know and it's like well you might like this one it's not fish and i'm like okay cool you know uh and so, yeah, so I lived with a few, and um, I finally found my rhythm mm-hmm. with, a, with a family that allowed me to be independent. You know, they allowed me to eat what I wanted, when I wanted, and I cleaned up after myself because I was doing my laundry at 10 years old. Yeah. You know, I just, that's how it was. Right, yeah. You know, um, I was, hey, you want to shovel my roof? Sure, no problem. You know, here's a ladder, here's a shovel. Go up and shovel the roof. It's like, all right, never done this before, but I moved here in the summer, so I had no winter clothes, <laughs> you know. And the, the, the best thing that you could ever get as a hockey player was a team jacket yeah, or a track suit. It was the greatest thing you could ever get. I think it is to this day. I mean, when you get your varsity jacket or, or you're on a team and you, and you, and you yeah. get that, that, you, that I still suit. have my track suits. Wow. That's you know, cool. it's just oh, – it's Very cool. Yeah, it's – you know, you get a tracksuit and yeah. it fits you. That's even better because, <laughs> like, you just didn't get what was left over. Right, you know? right, right. This actually was an extra large, and the pants fit me and yeah. everything. So it was, it was super. So when cool. that when that coach told you that you know um, you're on the team, at what point did something click and you all of a sudden were not just the right winger, you were the fighter. Well, you know, Johnny, I never looked at myself as a fighter, and I okay, never, you might not have. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I did but, not. But, but the audience, you're, you're pen, and the coaches did. The penalty, penalty <laughs> minutes speak differently. Wait a second, Bill, because this would be a perfect time to to bust out the um, the um, 
<laughs> what would you call it? The um, uh, a trading card no, that well, we that found was, online. But that of was you. from my, my 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 years in the miners. Really? Yeah, that was like so. When I was so, we, so we found this, and, and and the only photo we could find of the trading card was you fighting. So obviously, <laughs> that right there, my friend, is on eBay right now for two dollars. And, and why we are just talking? Twenty-two dollars. Twenty-two dollars. Oh, they're twenty-two dollars. Oh, okay, cool. I, well, I feel much better. Yeah, well, yeah. well, but, the good, well, but the don't good worry, thing we're going to gobble them up before the I audience did. gets I just, to them. I just bought them on eBay. Sorry, and, audience. And Bill, I'm going to give you one, and I just bought the other <laughs> one. So go. just so you know, I bought them both. So at what point, though? Okay, you didn't consider yourself a fighter, but right. obviously, when when you show up and people are expecting you. And, and what I mean, it's still entertainment. Hockey, yeah, it's skill, it's this and that. So I, so like I never understood that because like the only thing going through my mind is I need to stick on the team, I need to do what coach says, and I need to start thinking about next year. Right. Um, so I wanna, at some point, did the coach start telling you, okay, go beat him up? Well, there was... <laughs> You know, there's the you're sitting on the bench and you feel a foot in your ass. I don't know. Have you ever are you familiar with that? I was a goalie, so I was right, always the one. Right. I, yeah. So it's always a boom. Get out there, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. So I'd get out there, and then I'd come back, and he goes, sit down. You know. So, so, I, so I, now this is a positive, but now see in Muskoka, he's got two goals and 213 penalty minutes. <laughs> 213. He's mostly on the other side of the ice in the box than on his own bench. Which, 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 let me remind you, I remember every single goal. <laughs> there was only two. <laughs> I remember all of them. Hey, hey, and it was after a fight, and, and, and the goalie got removed. So, yeah. no, I'm just joking. And, 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 no, uh, but the best part Gretzky doesn't hockey. remember all his goals. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but the best part is the people that went home, they remember the fight. Sure. That's right. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I just, now I'm starting to figure this stuff out and I'm, I'm running into these guys. I mean, these are like, it wasn't until my next year that things got real serious, but in Ontario hockey, there were some big boys. I mean, some of these boys didn't skate with pads. <laughs> and I'm see, like, so Are you kidding he, me? He, he tripled his goal production. He had six goals. He also had six hundred and thirty-seven minutes. <laughs> Wait, are you serious, Bill? Penalty minutes. So, yes. so he went from 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 two goals to six. Yes, but which is great also, production. Which is great, but then he he also he tripled, tripled his, his penalty, penalty minutes. Now that's pretty so tough. That's pretty so tough obviously to do. something How many happened, games, Bill. <laughs> so obviously something 40, happened from one year to the next. Yeah, fifty-six games. Fifty-six games over six hundred penalty minutes. That's a that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Which I believe it's seven twenty-seven. Okay, so, okay. so at what point though? So obviously something happened from one year to the next. Yep. So um, I trained harder, and I got more focused. And now one of our players by the name of Sean Patchell went to British Columbia to play, and he went mid-season to go play with the Vernon Vipers. So I, now I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I I might need to get the hell out of here. And I might need to get to British Columbia because I don't know what's going on in BC. But if he left, I need to go. And um, our team, we weren't going to make it out of the uh, first round. And when you're an American-born player playing on a Canadian team and you're not going to go to the next round and it's close to the end of the month, they tend to start, you know, um, I, you know, P&Ls, profit and loss. 
You know, okay, Jeremy and you other two Americans, we're not going to keep you past the 30th, and we're not going to make it um, past the first round. So you guys are done. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we got, we got sent packing, you know. And, uh, you know, it just that's the game, you know. Just figured it out. So came back home, called up the Vernon Vipers, said uh, actually i called up Caledon canadians who was in my league but they were the best team in my league when i was in muskoka and i asked greg ireland if i could come play with him and try out because i already had a year and they had other guys that were going to the nhl and they had a couple other tough guys that weren't going to be around so i went to Caledon and tried out in Caledon, and greg said you need to go out to vernon and see troy mix and I said, okay, I could do that. So I hopped on a plane, a one-way ticket. It was 500 bucks, and I flew out to Vernon. And, and that, you know, I didn't make the Vernon team, which I think we had talked yeah. about that story a little bit before. But I ended up playing in Cranbrook, which was amazing. Yeah, the Cranbrook you know? Colts. Yep, yep. Cranbrook Colts. And, and they were just amazing, uh, classy our owner was a millionaire. Yeah. Uh, you know, got us whatever we wanted and paid for my flight home. You know, um, hockey sticks, skates. I get to keep my jersey. Um, you know, all sorts kind of cool a big stuff. deal. Yeah. And it feels good as a uh, hockey player. Real quick, tell us this one story. I don't know how far back it was, but there was a story when you when you got to go, they were getting sticks. And yeah. then the guy told you oh, your that stick was, was over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good That's story. Right. That's yeah. a good yeah. story. I like so, this. you know, and apparently if you look at my points, you know, I, I didn't have a lot. But, um, you know, we got hockey sticks, and I needed a stick. And coach says, you go over to Reed's Sportswear, and Reed will take care of you. So I go over, and I'm like, and mind you, I got skates too, but they were – a size and a half too big. <laughs> so I had these brand new skates that were just too big and clunky. And I'm like, I'll deal with it. You yeah. Know? But uh, yeah, I'm going to get my stick and I see all these nice <laughs> sticks, you know, a nice Hespler, yeah, you know, yeah. you got a Hespler. I mean, it was sharp. That's what Proby used. <laughs> right, I'm right. like, yeah, I'll take a Hespler. And they said, no, you got to go over to the, the two for one bin. <laughs> I'm like, what? They go, yeah, you got to go over there and you get those sticks. <laughs> you don't get any of these sticks on the wall. And I'm like, well, these are all left-handed. <laughs> I'm a right. And they said, well, there's probably a right in there, you know. And, uh, yeah, so I ended up with, like, $10 sticks most of that year. <laughs> Apparently, I only used it twice, <laughs> you know. That's but, awesome. No, no, it's still good. Okay, hey, guys, we are literally rolling up here on an hour. So what I'm going to do is end this podcast this episode and we're going to come right back and finish because I want to make sure that we get the rest of your story in because this is just amazing. Again, this is Johnny D with the Outstanding Life podcast with with episode number 1 with Jeremy from Joe's Hamburger and Jeremy your last name is Sladovnik. Right. Sladovnik. And if you're looking for my for my memorabilia on eBay it's gone. No. It's gone. I already, it's bought, gone. It. I already bought, it. bought it. I bought it. Why, why are they we're shipping here? it? Where are they shipping it from? Huh? I can't tell Where's you everything. It it's probably from? coming from your house. <laughs> it's coming from Wind at the Southgate. Well, again, this is Johnny D, the motivational cowboy, listening to the Outstanding Life podcast with episode number one, done with Jeremy Sladovnik. 
from Windout, Michigan, the owner of Joe's Hamburger and the Silver Ballroom. Again, on behalf of all of us here, be safe, have fun, and have yourselves an outstanding day. And stay tuned for episode number two. Outstanding Life is a Soulbridge Studio production.